And then the final thing I'll say on this topic is we really want to encourage our customers to tell a story rather than pushing products. So this engaging video with the swiping with the animation capability, you know, tells a story with consumers, engage with consumers. My head of marketing reminds me all the time, have a conversation, don't push product. I think that's a really good idea to live by. You know, we don't often make content as brief as today's episode, but we don't often have guests like the amicable Bob Braham, who has precious little time to spare. We have him on the show today to chat about Famous, a storefront software that focuses on a captivating visual interface for the consumer. Technically our competition, but in the interest of making sure you get the best option out there, we're happy to share the airtime. Going into this episode, I got to inform you that things in e-commerce change pretty rapidly. Bob Raham isn't the CEO any longer, and the product itself, while it might be called famous as of this recording, it's going to be changing as well. That said, I'm acutely aware of the rapid nature of this business, and I always focus on getting in as much evergreen content as I can. Be sure to check out our show notes for updates to links and resources related to this episode. Bob Raham, it is good to have you here on Ecomotics. How are you doing today? How are you feeling? Joseph, I'm doing well. Listen, I'm thrilled to be here. I've listened to a couple of your podcasts before. Uh, you do good work. Your guests have set the bar nice and high, so I'm, uh, I'm ready to roll this morning. Amazing. Well, it's an honor to have you here. And I have some through lines throughout the show that I like to bring up. And one of them has always been about scope, is every time I meet a guest, it makes me realize just how big, you know, not just e-commerce is, but you know, the, the, the commercial industry altogether and seeing all of the intersections and the way commerce and e-commerce are working together and there's meshing and, and I'm just going to start speeding off for a bowl uh, salad. So I'm going to cut myself off right there. Opening question for you. You know, it's coming. You prep for this. So tell us what you do and what you're up to these days. Joseph, my, uh, my career has been working at a lot of large well-known enterprise company, enterprise software companies that Hewlett Packard, followed by Oracle, Dell EMC. I came into this role at Famous as the CEO. I teased my wife. I'm the reluctant CEO. I was looking for some other you know, head of marketing, head of sales job. And this is a really cool opportunity. We'll talk about what Famous does in a little bit. But, but you know, fundamentally, it's a company that provides what we call a mobile e-commerce experience. Right now, we're in the Shopify space. Uh, we help our customers increase their sales. They tell us up to 35% within two months of using Famous which create these immersive, captivating video and animated experiences. Um, been here just about a year. I'm having a blast. Amazing. Well, um, one thing that I think is important for our audience to understand is the relationship between uh, how Famous works with, with Shopify. We understand that uh, Famous is a, is a Shopify theme. So it was something that I would install uh, in lieu of, and I'm going to be transparent about this. I prefer to be transparency in lieu of uh, uh, Debutify or whatever other theme people happen to be using. So that sounds like a statement versus a question. What, 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 what sure. So just just make sure that I, uh, that I that I that I got that right. That's how Famous is integrated into Shopify. Yes. So we have a tight integration with Shopify, providing a front end experience. We do not completely replace the theme. We think we add on to it because there's a, it's a real specific use case for Famous. Um, typically, if you're trying to create a, a product launch or a special product or a coupon or promotion, we find that the people who apply Famous to those special activities are really the ones who get the most bang for the buck. Okay, great. Well, I would love to go through the, the process of this. This is probably the most granular stuff. And then people who, who know me know that um, we'll, we'll get away from the grains and then blast off into space. So we'll, we'll, we'll get there. They, they come for the granular. They stay for the, the galaxy. So let's say I'm, I'm, I'm a user. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I don't have to be hypothetical. I, I am using uh, the Debutify template. And uh, the idea of having this appealing product launch um, platform is going to... Uh, it, it's it's 
I'm, I'm sold on it. So I think a lot of people, you know, going in, they, they're probably going to be in this position too. They're, they've already got a theme going. Um, I don't know how often, and you will uh, ideally have the, the data to support or refute this. I don't know how often somebody is looking for that starting point. And, and, fa- and at that time, if famous would happen to be that starting point. So how might I, as a seller, effectively use this when I'm looking to launch a product? That's a great question. So here's how I, I would encourage the audience to think about this. Let me go through a little bit of history on Shopify, and I'll answer your question directly. Great. What we've seen in the Shopify world is that people up until now really focus on what we call back-end functions, drop shipping, payment, logistics, campaign management, which worked out great. Now in 2021, as Shopify has grown very, very dramatically, in fact, even ahead of their own projections, Joseph, last year, there were over 1.7 million merchants. That means no matter what business you're in, you're going to see a lot of competitors. And now merchants are asking themselves, how do I differentiate versus all this competition? The prevailing technology beyond just standard Shopify seems to have been page builders. But they're still pretty flat. They give you an easy way just to build basic storefronts or maybe one level above basic. What Famous does, the starting point is, if you want to solve that problem, we help our brands and merchants trace these customized, high-impact, visual mobile shopping pages on the fly, no code, no technical expertise. And let me just give you a snapshot of how it works. Mm-hmm. Merchants choose from one of our drag-and-drop templates, and they design their pages with Famous images, videos, and what we call animations, which is a finger swipe or an automated transition. And so there's no, like I said, no technical expertise required. You hit design, hit the publish button, it goes right to your right to your store. And as I said before, our customers are telling us they're seeing a sales increase of a really impressive 35% for products they promote using Famous within two months. Okay, this one came to, to the top of my head. You have different niches, and I think it's fair to say that different niches will be have an advantage with with visual. So I think jewelry, for instance, is, is a highly visual one. I think clothing is is highly visual. And I don't know if you have that same advantage if you get into I don't know tools or 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 houseware. And I could be wrong. It could be that there is a, a different different ways to approach the visual component of this. So are you noticing um, a certain certain niches are taking major advantage of this? Are you noticing certain niches that are to your even to your surprise and delight are uh, are using this in in ways that are uh, even really surprising you guys? We are. My experience is that people want to connect. This is going to sound awfully mushy, but they want to connect emotionally with the mm-hmm. products they're buying today. And so you listed some of those verticals that we see. It is typically in the CPG space. We see a lot with fashion, probably more so with that $300 really nice sweater than the $20 pair of mittens. People want to see the fabric, connect with the texture and see it flow. Uh, We see it a lot with food. Their number two vertical actually behind fashion. People are really concerned about whether it's health food, beverages, the food they eat. And the other one, I guess you could stuff jewelry underneath there. I would say beauty and cosmetics. But jewelry is kind of the same thing where people care about their appearance. Again, it's an emotional connection. I would say things like tools, probably not so much. I mean, I guess you're really hardcore, but we don't have a lot of tools, merchants working with, working with us on, uh, on Famous right now. Oh, okay, that checks out. I always, uh, I'm always, uh, uh, it's always, to me, those questions are always worth throwing out into the ether just in case you never know, right? Well, actually, it turns out that if you put the right uh, light on the, scra- on the scrapers, completely a blo- uh, complete game changer. So got that one out of my system. Now, when we when we think about the product launch, here is the 
and I might say it's a stereotype. Here's what goes through my mind. The product is not on the market yet, or it is so limited in testing that it might as well not have uh, occurred in, in the market. And so, and this is especially with my, with my audience in mind, we do have a lot of, uh, a lot of dropshipping uh, uh, users here. This happens to be a dropshipping country. We're, we're ready to, to scale this product up. We're ready to launch it. Now, that's when I think the launch occurs. But what I'd like to know is if that's the only time a launch occurs. Is there such a thing as a relaunch? Is there such a thing as a, you know, if a new version of a product comes out and they want to relaunch that? So, so we'll, we'll start there and then there's going to be some follow-ups as well. Let's start with the classic product launches you've described it, Joseph. Yes, that's a great use case for Famous because what merchants want to do is get that flagship product, premium product or premier product out the door, create stickiness for people to possibly get in, uh, look at their, their storefront and buy more. So it's a great opportunity, really making a high, uh, high quality impact. The notion of relaunch, look, another great use case for Famous is coupons. And I read someplace where 67% of all buyers online are looking for a special, looking for a deal. Again, creating stickiness with a coupon that you have with a famous uh, mobile experience page creates that engagement and stickiness that once they get on your storefront, they will likely navigate around because of the, 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 the attachments to buy more product. And since we mentioned uh, social media, I think that is also uh, you know, it's a key element of this too. Because what, what I find and you know, we, we look at uh, the, the run of the most Shopify store and you've seen this, which is why you've, uh, you guys have created a product to solve it. You don't see a lot of visual engagement. As far as, as can be done, you can, you can do images. You can inject a video into there and, you know, and it leads to, to a YouTube page. So it, it can be done. But what we're, what we're describing here, and I think users would be well suited to you know, checking out some live demos uh, really at any point, because it's not like this is live. I mean, pause button. So you have, uh, you have this, uh, this premium visual experience. Now, what I like to know is how well is that experience um, consistent when you start moving on to social media platforms? It's taking the, the, the quality of the video, the established quality that you have on the website, and are you seeing this, I guess, this elevated responsibility to make sure that level of quality is on Instagram, on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, or wherever so that they desire to, to have it? Let me turn that question on its side just a little bit. We are okay. looking real hard at how we put famous on those social media pages. My, my wife hits me over the head almost three or four times a week. She's a big Pinterest fan. Okay. Why aren't you guys on Pinterest? We've actually worked with Pinterest and Instagram and a few others before. We're looking at the latest use case for famous, how that may apply. What we do see today is that merchants like to advertise on Instagram, uh, Pinterest, et cetera. And what they'll do is that they want to create a link between their advertisement on social media to their page. We call that, not we, the term is called social commerce. Mm -hmm. So once people click on that advertisement link, it takes them to a famous page, this highly immersive, compelling page, you know, a, a product page, a shopping page, very, very cool, very, you know, high engagement factor. What we often see is that vendors or merchants have a really broken link between the social media experience and the ad and the customers drop into the product page. If it's a product page at all, some people use their website, which is just too overwhelming for, for a, a shopper or website slash storefront. So we think in terms of social commerce, we think in terms of people finding our, our customers on social media places like Instagram and then linking into a famous page. The notion of going from Shopify to some of the other places like TikTok, Insta, et cetera, directly on the roadmap. Maybe next time we talk, we'll be chatting about that. 
as long as I'm here, doors are always open. So give yourself a couple quarters and uh, come back in and let us know how it's going. That'd be great. I thank you. So the other side of it too, I guess this is more something that I just wanted to get uh, more of your, your commentary on is uh, is is the opposite to what I oppose, which is um, the the consistency of the visuals on social media established on the website. And I think the issue is it can it also go in the opposite direction. So you can put a lot of work into into a, into a video ads, into your organic marketing, uh, and so you can have a really strong presence on social media. And then what you find is that now people go onto the website and it doesn't hold up. Have you? Can you comment on this for us? Have you seen that this has actually been somewhat of an issue for people coming to the website and being like, oh, now that I'm past the veil, it's not really as uh, as compelling. And almost like the, the the changing in presentation changes the consumer psychology, I think. Well, I think you're right. We see this all the time. And so when people are doing their... And you cited two very good vectors. One is what the paid marketing campaign. So social media, Google ads, influencer programs. When people then drop down from that onto the website and we think they should use that link to use a famous page. If it's not a famous page, let me take away the advertisement. Do something compelling, creating and captivating. So I always tell merchants, whether you use famous or not, do not drop people into your website. It's a terrible experience for a user. They won't come back. The other thing you mentioned is the more organic growth strategy. So we see that for the smaller merchants who don't have the big budgets. And our, our, our message to them is, you know, feel as premium as you are because Famous is not that expensive. So you can have a very compelling experience for your customers that makes you look like you're much larger than we're no code. So you don't need a lot of resources to implement a famous page. And so if you're looking at things like a link in an Instagram bio, organic social media posts, or even a QR code in your email marketing campaign, these should all link to a targeted, highly engaging, well-designed product page. The final thing we're seeing that you and I didn't talk about, it's really weird as we're kind of sort of coming back into the world of norm and doing live events again, that's sort of coming and going right now. Um, people are really thinking a lot about live events. And so taking you know, famous on the go, QR codes on the go may, make a lot of, uh, of impact. And then the final thing I'll say on this topic is we really want to encourage our customers to tell a story rather than pushing products. So this engaging video with the swipe with the animation capability, you know, tells a story with consumers, engage with consumers. My head of marketing reminds me all the time, have a conversation, don't push product. I think that's a really good idea to live by. Even just last week, you know, even despite having recorded, I don't know, like 130, 140 episodes, I, one, one person had, uh, had said, you know, you really, if you if you focus on the or on the organic strategy, you're actually going to do uh, yourself a lot more favors because it's getting continually more expensive to be able to advertise on Facebook. Yep, boy, you know everybody I talk to is, is shifting. I may be doing a disservice to people I work with, but we're seeing a real shift in energy from the paid to the organic. Just for that reason, the ROI is now really paying back, and people can get awfully creative. I think you're onto something here. The next thing that I want to ask about is, I guess, the persistent uh, effect that the the website will have. So again, coming back to the 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 idea of a launch, you know, the launch window doesn't last forever. Eventually, the you had to post launch, and then you just are in the I don't know existence, or I think launch, I think spaceship. Eventually, the spaceship is in orbit, and then to continue with that metaphor, more for the fun of it, eventually the spaceship you know comes back to come back to Earth. But that's more just my storytelling brain refusing to cooperate. So with the with the product launch, you know, people come to the website and it's highly compelling. And what I'm wondering is, what's the sustainability of this? 
are there ways that users are either, you know, they're updating the, the visuals or putting in new video? I mean, once the launch is, is over, is there still the, that same level of efficacy to the, the, the famous presentation? Or do users have to find means to continue to get more lasting value out of it? I look at it as a life cycle in three segments. Okay. First is the product launch. It's new, it's flashy, it's exciting. It'll draw people to your, your storefront to continue to shop with you. Then I'll use different words than you do, but I, I like the idea. There's the sustainability. So typically for a premium product, I talked about the $300 sweater versus the $20 pair of mittens. People want to connect with the product on an ongoing basis. They want to see the flow and texture of the material. Makes all the sense in the world. You can do that on an ongoing basis. Uh, later in a product's life cycle, or if it's clothing, you know, the, the seasonal cycle, you, you resort to coupons that really move things through. As I mentioned before, two-thirds of all online shoppers are looking for a deal. So if you think of that in terms of initial product launch impact, sustainability, probably for higher-end products versus lower-end products, and then couponing when you're at the end of the life cycle, you've got a whole uh, opportunity there of capturing your customer's attention, optimizing that experience, and having them engage even more fully on your storefront. Right. And, and I think too, that I guess there's a balancing act here between conveying the brand as well as conveying the product. Because if you're, if people come to the website, it's not just the product itself, but I think in order to sell people on the story, you have to encapsulate the brand into all of that as well. So are you, are you seeing when you know, you're, you're, you're visiting different user pages and you guys are seeing what people are coming up with, are, are you seeing a consistent pattern where the product is put forth first or is maybe the, they're focusing on the brand and then the product more happens to be there as a way to support the story? Yeah, that's, that's really valuable. So we have a, cus- a customer called Lily Grooming who exemplifies this just perfectly. Lily Grooming is a beauty and hair care brand that is developing vegan hairstyling creams designed for people with wavy and curly hair. And they, they've got a market defined. And you can imagine they've got competition from some big brands. So what they wanted to do was, was look unique, create an engaging experience that would make them stand out from the rest of their competition and frankly look like some of the bigger players. Until they admit famous, they told us they were having a hard time creating product pages that they felt would really get the reaction and the kind of excitement for their prototype they were looking for, Joseph. Mm-hmm. So what they found from testing famous during the trial was that they could stand out with their product pages with Willy Grooming to create this really cool experience and they said because of the animations and the Shopify integration and the strong user experience, they found us to be a really, really good solution. So what they have found, their early days were famous. What they're finding is the following. They've told us cash flow acceleration. They got up and running very, very quickly. Product sales accelerated right away. They really felt the feedback they were getting from their market was premium position. They were able to hang with the so-called big players in the space and create a brand that looked much more sophisticated. And then finally, they like the flexibility because it's no code. They're marketing people can do rapid prototyping, create a design, throw it out there, test it. When their product or message is updated, do it again. They could keep their message and tech stack very, very current instead of having to you know, do a lot of heavy lifting and plan multiple months in advance. Okay, here's the thing that sticks out to me the most is being able to go toe-to-toe with the, with the big players. And when I think big players, I tend to think what I refer to as uh, conventional brands. And my, my terminology for conventional brand is basically a brand that wasn't made famous by way of e-commerce. So you have your Nikes, your, your Adidas, your, your Sony. It helps that I can name these at the top of my head. But uh, you know, I, I, I bring them up too. But I also bring up 
uh, brands like Dr. Squatch. I bring up Mantis Sleep. I bring up these brands that made their, their a name for themselves on e-commerce. So one through line that I'm observing throughout doing the show and you know, I'm meeting uh, so many uh, minds in the e-commerce space is this, I guess, meshing of an e-commerce brand wanting to become considered a conventional brand. One, yes. I, I think that there is a stigma attached to being known via, by way of e-commerce. And I think it goes both ways. I think now you actually have a stigma for conventional brands because maybe they're not keeping up with the times. Maybe they're actually starting to uh, uh, age and, and, well, and start to dissipate in relevancy because if they stick to their conventional means and they don't embrace the internet, they're going to be screwed over. The term that's typically used for that, I think it's gone by the wayside, but I'd like to bring it back to life in retail. It's called omni-channel. Because okay. You're right. To be considered big, you have to have physical presence, physical stores, either through the big box boxes like Target, et cetera, or Walmart, Walmart, Target, et cetera, and e-commerce. We have a new customer. They haven't really launched with Famous yet, but I just love this brand. You're going to like the name. Name of the company is called Tush Baby. <laughs> Tush Baby. The founder and CEO has developed a product that you carry your baby or toddler on your back or hip without stress on your upper body. And Tammy Rant is the CEO. I think Tammy is a walking brand unto herself. She was a hotshot salesperson at Salesforce and then LinkedIn started Tush Baby as a side hustle. It took off like a shot. And so she left her job at LinkedIn. Tush Baby is now many millions in sales. Tammy has appeared on Shark Tank, Good Morning America, BuzzFeed, a lot of really big media. I mean, she's making it happen. Mm -hmm. And so about half her business is on Shopify online. Half is to the big box stores. And if my daughter is listening to this, she, had, uh, she gave us a grandson uh, late last year. She can expect to see a Tush Baby product for Christmas this year. I guarantee it. I just love the brand, love the product. There's an example of this omni-channel, how someone's making it work to mm -hmm. create sales and a great brand. And then, uh, so one of those that uh, comes to my mind as well, and this one is part of the you know, e-commerce the e uh, established camp, which is uh, Casper Mattresses. And, you know, my, my girlfriend and I, we, we have a high level mall, not too far from here. Um, and Casper was able to be able to have a store set up there. Are they making sales in there? I assume so. But what they're really doing is that they're using it as a means to continue to market themselves and to establish themselves in the omni-channel sense. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. I'll bring it up in, in, in episodes. You have my word. <laughs> So, so my question that I pose to you is, well, I mean, you mentioned it with, with, with Tush, but I guess I just wanted to uh, bring one more uh, into it anyways, is are you seeing a continuation of that, again, that prestige um, delivered by Famous in, in Big Box? Are you seeing brands actually take a crack at having their own stores to be able to match that level? I don't think we'll be selling Famous for use by Target, Walmart, players like that. I mean, these are companies that spend, Joseph, they spend billions of dollars on their e-commerce play. And, and you know, frankly, for us to get a decision made at those places, it's going to take a long, long time. Yeah. That's probably not a play for us. I sure. do think, I think where you and I agree is that these emerging brands, you've got to play on the channel. Um, you know, real, real players have live presence. Another one we, I just love talking to is a company called Kids Italia. So it's supposed to be in a big box. They have their own stores. They've got 12 boutique stores in the Western US, plus a Shopify presence. Kids that tell you sales high end, it's more than the maybe not $300 sweater, $150 sweater versus the you know, $20 pair of mittens. Mm -hmm. They sell high end kids apparel and they're doing very well. And like we've talked about, they're using Famous for the life cycle. I think if you go on their website on their mobile right now, you see uh, promotions for new products being launched. 
and they're lining up right now some of the more sustainable activities. And my guess is they'll go to the coupon route later on. So with that, we got to also talk about the mobile experience altogether. So that is the, the key component to all of this. So, so going into this, one of the, the standing positions is that the mobile experience, really the, you know, the mobile phone is the, is the key to success. And we, we've, got, we've, we've talked to people, we've got the data to support this uh, on our end as well. Mobile is where it's at. It's, it's where the sales are made. So I want to hear in your words to reinforce this position and why the mobile experience is, is so tantamount to the success of a brand. The reason why mobile is so important to the success of a brand is that 81% of the traffic and 70, 70% of the sales outside Shopify are on mobile. I think e-commerce overall is about 55 or 60%. And so... It's interesting, you know, even though we don't have a sales force per se, I talk to a lot of customers. And what I tell them is if you aren't, if you aren't on mobile, you lose. You are not going to be where your, your uh, market, where your prospects are. And with the, with the rise of e, uh, the social media and this notion of social commerce, people are playing all the time on their mobile device right now with Instagram, with Facebook, with Pinterest, et cetera. And so they naturally leverage that to do shopping on the ads. And so I think that trend is going to accelerate, not decelerate in the, in the near future. And, and this is one of the, one of the more interesting uh, questions that oh, I, I came up with. <laughs> why I, I very rarely pat myself on the back in that way, but there it was. <laughs> is, so you, know, you compare the two experiences. The mobile experience, it's, the major advantage is the convenience of it and the accessibility of it. The desktop experience is the more visual of the two. You have bigger screens, and many people these days have you know multiple monitors at this point, uh, headphones or, or sound systems, uh, you know, opportune lighting, so they can really get into the experience. So, is there? Do I have a blind spot somewhere, or is it that the convenience of using the mobile, uh, the, the mobile device, is just far and away the most important factor to all of this? My early career was in hardware, and. Uh, Hewlett Packard, in fact, where we sold these terrific desktop computer systems. We talked about a study done by HP and IBM jointly on how compressed screens would really focus the eye and really create more engagement from a hardware standpoint. Um, and that was really where we, you know, smaller screens were better back long ago. Fast forward to 2021, the technology and the precision on LED technology, LCD technology and mobile is incredible. And so you've got so much precision on these small devices. It's not, it's barely a trade-off anymore. You can, you, you fit fewer functions on a keypad for sure, but you nailed it. The convenience and the ability right now and the ubiquity of these platforms that we've talked about on mobile make it, make the trade-off pretty minimal. Uh, what we find, in fact, people will register for famous on a mobile device regularly and then go back to the desktop to actually use it because of the ubiquity of mobile. And that's something that we have to capture as a, as a market. Now that Shopify has upgraded to version 2.0, we needed to make sure we were up to speed. So we've released version 4.0 to ensure that we're 100% equipped to take advantage of the 2.0 revolution. If you haven't upgraded your store, head on over. And if you haven't gotten started, now's as good time as any. 
I know that we 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 agree. We didn't want to do a, you know the hour long episode to this. We wanted this episode to be to be concise. I'll I'll make sure that we use a moment just to, in case there's anything else that we want to cover. I tend to do this just in case I you know I miss a question that I should have asked, but whatever. So here is you know the the economics, uh, uh world famous um, weird blasting off into space kind of question. So if you look at sci fi. Um, I'm thinking of the Orville, which for those of you who don't know is Star Trek, but with a serious drinking problem. And, you know, they're, they're, they're in a spaceship year, I don't know, 2400 or something along those lines, 300 years uh, past 2021. Incidentally, they go back to shaking hands. So we'll see how that plays out. But if you look at the devices that they use for, for the main controls, for, you know, keeping the shields up, for firing the laser cannons, they're using panels. Basically they're using computers. But everything else, they have their own personal handheld devices. They use that to receive information, to transmit information, um, to have calls. There's even an episode where they attach these two uh, controllers on either side and actually start playing video games on it. It is, it's a truly all-in-one, all-encompassing device. And what I'm wondering is this, is this is truly the end game for the user experience. Do you guys see, I mean, I mean feel free to have fun with this. I know this is all predictive, but... Do you see any possibility that something could actually eclipse the mobile device? The way I think of it is not so much about the end of the mobile device as a hardware medium. What I think about is the network itself. I mean, when 4G came out, it just spawned so many incredible uses on the mobile device that we hadn't seen before and gave birth to companies like Uber, Twilio. Uh, it, it accelerated Shopify with the power of the network. And so as we go to 5G, a lot of the things you're talking about, like AR, VR, I think we you know, are talking offline about holograms. I'm asking myself, well, that next big leap in network performance spawn a whole new world of applications that are really network dependent more than device dependent. I, I think so. I think the real acceleration comes from the network. And so I don't believe the mobile device itself will go away. I think the kinds of things you're talking about, now visually I haven't put it together yet, but I think they become realized and instantiated through 5G and let's call it you know 6G and beyond. That's how I see the, the, the market going. That's a great answer to the question because if I'm being honest, I was never fully clear on the difference between 4G and, and, and 5G and or the difference between 3G and 4G and just what had amounted based on those breakthroughs. So this is actually the first time that I'm aware of this. So uh, I, w- I would take that uh, answer and I will run with it. So Bob, um, I know we wanted to keep this uh, uh, tight and, and I feel like we've, we've basically done that. Um, so my, my wrap up question to you is more of just like an insurance policy. If there's anything else that you just want to let us know about the platform, any uh, question or any angle that we probably, I probably should have asked, this is the chance to just make sure that it's, uh, said aloud. Well, rather than give you an advertisement about the platform, because like I said, my head of marketing says, have a conversation with your audience. So I want to reemphasize the importance of a really successful product page, a really engaging product page versus a standard theme or what technology is today, page builder. So we believe that merchants should consider the following. Immersive and engaging visuals such as 3D uh, videos, animations that trigger whatever emotions you want from your consumers to feel about your brand or product. Uh, Text and messaging that's straight to the point, easy to understand. Really clear, intuitive navigation and optimized, as we've talked about for mobile, Joseph. 70% of all Shopify sales 
are done on mobile. But the final point on that is, you know, a clear call to action, which looks, to, looks at where the consumer is in the journey with you and what you need them to do next. And then if this we're wrapping up, I encourage people to take a look at our platform at famous.co. Famous.com is a footwear company. Famous.co okay. is where we reside. Take a trial. Enjoy the product. Let us know what you think. Fantastic. Um, well, well, Bob, it's great to meet you today. Uh, it's great to, to have this uh, conversation. Looking forward to, to having another one down the line. So as, as I said before, a door is always open. Joseph, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Excellent. Well, to my audience, you all know the drill. Uh, it is an honor and a privilege to collect this information, provide it, and then share it to all of you. So with that, everyone, thank you for your participation. Take care. We will check in soon. Thanks for listening. You might have found this show on many number of platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or right here on Debutify. Whatever the case, if you enjoy this content and want to help us thrive, please take a few moments to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you think is best. We also want to hear from you. So whether you think you'd be a good guest or want to weigh in on anything related to our show, you can email podcast at Debutify.com. Or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Finally, this podcast is created by the passionate team at Debutify. If you're ready to take the plunge into e-commerce or are looking to up your game, head over to Debutify.com and see how it can change your life and the lives of many through what you do next. <laughs>